When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express Card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, what are you doing here? Hello? Oh, sorry. I didn't see you there. Well, what are you doing? I'm trying to see if my crush looks at my story I uploaded specifically for him so that he'll get the hint and ask me out. Oh, well, why don't you just talk to them? Talk? Yeah, like on the phone? On the phone. Not you, not, you mean on Instagram? Oh my gosh. Get in here! My name is Curly. And I'm Maya. And welcome to the, the Super Secret Bestie Club Podcast. A super secret club where we talk about super secret things. Yeah, like secrets that are super. That's what it is. In each episode, we'll talk about love, friendship, heartbreaks, men, and of course, our favorite secrets. Welcome to another episode of the Super Secret Bestie Club podcast with Whee! your favorite host, Curly Carlitos. Um, and Maya, Mayulia, Maya, Maya, Mayulia, Maria, gracias. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Gracias. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I love that. How's your spirit, Maya? Oh, man. I, I didn't sleep last night. I oh, Speaking of social media, we're going to be talking about social media today before we get into it. I was so ready to go to bed because I have so much to do today. And then I thought to look at my TikTok comments and this girl was like, you look beautiful, but you look fuller. And I'm like, I hate that so much. I hate that <laughs> like, so you much. You didn't have to put the butt. <laughs> you didn't got to put the butt, girl. <laughs> just, I always tell people, like, when you compliment people, just say the the, the first half of the statement you and then keep it moving. You don't have to say but. Yeah, yeah, you look great. Period. I'm Keep like, it moving. That's what, I commented back. I'm like, that's what happens when you gain weight. I'm like, oh my god, you, you get fuller. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's what happens. So it kind of like threw me off a little bit. I couldn't sleep last night. So this morning, I'm like, where am I? What are we doing? What happened? What happened? I know. I know. But I don't really care. It's whatever. It was just like. One of those things where you're like, I'm going to hyper fixate on that no matter uh, what. <laughs> I mean, you know me yesterday, I had to shoot a little like uh, Insta video for, for work and I could see like lines on my neck and I was like, oh, I'm aging. And then I like you immediately spiral, I, girl. I spiraled so hard. I was like, not lines. I just got all this <laughs> different things into my face and now I have to worry about my neck. <laughs> I'm like, come back to me. Come back to me. Come back. <laughs> well, you know, today we have a super special episode. It's a mixture of like a lot of my different worlds coming together and not colliding, but meshing together. Um, I have this amazing friend uh, and I've known her since she was like growing up and now she's a doctor, right? She goes by wow. Dr. Nicole Hadari Sill. Um, and she is just so dope. And we've kind of watched each other grow up. And now they're a licensed marriage and family therapist. And it's really cool because now whenever we hang out, I'm like, we get to talk like therapy a little bit. I feel like everyone probably talks to her therapy now. <laughs> but we were having this conversation. We went to go uh, celebrate one of my other besties, Ariel, who's actually her cousin. 
And we were in Palm Springs, um, laying by the pool. And I said something like, uh, we were talking about what are the top issues in terms of um, uh, couples and what they're dealing with. And she had mentioned that social media is a big thing and how like people kind of are trying to navigate that space as couples. But not to take up too much time, I wanted to introduce my beautiful, beautiful friend, Dr. Hadiri Sill. Hi! Woo! Thank you guys for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I wanted to first tell you guys, I was listening to one of your episodes on Sunday. It was like my Sunday fun day listening to you guys. <laughs> really a privilege to be here with both of you guys. I love it. But you're a Libra baby, so you're dealing with like couples all the time and you probably have a more fair response or is that just like a is that true that libras are well libras technically are bad decision makers right we are a little bit more indecisive oh. is what <laughs> um, most people say so i think that leads with that relationship wise but that's not everyone i used to be really hard on myself with decisions i've learned to lean into something and not think about it a lot and that's something that's more mental health now um, but yes libra baby better at decisions I love that. Yes, evolved. Yes. I guess we wanted to like kind of do like some fun questions with you as well. But I had heard somewhere that the top three things that couples argue about are sex, money, and children. But then I think you were like, well, now there's social media. Like, what have you seen in terms of that? Yes, something more recently. Well, you know, um, and I know you like data too, because I've seen, I've listened to all your podcasts, yeah. but they were kind of talking about, there's this data that talks about in 2011, that social media has increased a lot of self-harm and wow. suicidal ideation in a lot of individuals and couples. And this is because there's so much unrealistic standards and expectations that come with it as well. But um, usually what I see typically is in marriages, it's more of the infidelity, trust, intimacy, children, and then couples that have not yet been married. There's a lot of social media, a lot of trust, a lot of communication. So I think there's a little bit of a difference um, in where I see it more often. That makes wow. a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is so interesting. And we're so we're so excited that you're here because we're like, we have a therapist and we're gonna we wanna ask you so many different questions. So we're gonna go down the line. Okay, the first question. Okay. This I didn't I didn't write this. I wrote Curly this wants one. to know. <laughs> Curly wants to know, is love real? Yes, I believe love is real. Well, you know, I think mental health answer is right. Love is a set of emotions. Um, I think mm-hmm. love changes in intensity. I think that's something that I see typically mm-hmm. in my private practice. I think it's, you know, it can change over time. It can change intensity. But I also think love provides us safety. And it can be a real big positive effect on our mental health. So I do see love. Mm-hmm. And I still am a big believer in love as well. Well, I was going to say, I think it's real <laughs> for sure. Like I even I feel like I've experienced more platonic love than anything that has and family love, too, that has shown me like, oh, like th- that it's real. And that platonic love has helped me in romantic mm-hmm. relationships, too. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way, too, about love. Like, I think love is not what people think it is. It's not necessarily like um uh like the disney channel idea of love or happily ever after and it's also not um what's the word uh, unconditional mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i also think that love can be conditional in a lot of ways and but i guess the reason why i asked that question was cuz i was wondering I mean, because I feel like I will talk to a bunch of couples all the time. I love talking to couples. And I have never not once in my entire life, in my entire 75 years of being on this dry, crusty-ass earth, have I met met a single couple that has been, you know what? Me and my old man, it's been a walk in the park. Like, never. I feel like everyone is like, oh, my God, you should. Like, every nobody's talking shit. Like, no one is like, I'm I'm miserable. But I've, I've yet to meet somebody who's like, I get to hang out with my best friend. And guess what? We suck each other's dicks sometimes. So there's no. <laughs> well, I have seen that. Um, I've seen. Where... <laughs> Tell yes, him. I Tell have. him. I've seen, you know, that's where I kind of, I feel like it's like kind of similar to what you said is I think change can be unconditional, can be conditional based off of 
our family, based off our children's, based off of our past traumas, all of that. I think that experience really um, justifies what love looks like in our life. You know, I don't know if I would love, I love my partner the same way I love my children. That intensity is very Mm -hmm. different. Um, And I would be very forthcoming about that as well. But that type of love really is part of like our self-esteem. It's part of like what we've seen in our family. If someone's raised in a family that, you know, they just see their mom give their dad unconditional love, that's all they know. That's how they're going to give love. Mm. Mm, Tell him. I'm trying to think about my my mom was had to be like, there's steak on the stove, serve yourself. <laughs> and that's how that's my love language. <laughs> my my love language is get it together. Go help yourself. Um, so in terms of talking about like couples with social media and all those things, do you feel like what do you think people get upset about in social media? Like, is it the likes? Is it the comments? I know I get hella crusty about stuff when I'm like, why would you go leave like heart emoji eyes on another guy's Uh, photo? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the, there's misinformation. You know, I do think there's some positive effects. I will end with that maybe, but I do see a lot of negative as well. I think social media and relationships can fuel a lot of jealousy you know, in terms of this Mm -hmm. unrealistic expectation and standards. Um, I feel like we've always had like one friend or a person that we've known that said, I want to look like the filters, right? The filters on Instagram. That's me. I'm I'm that friend. (laughs) Yes. So the, that gives this unrealistic standard and expectation. And then think about it as couples. We see people going to Bali for their anniversary. We see these diamond rings. It gives us unrealistic standards of what it should be in a relationship versus what it is. I think it also social media can take away quality time that we should be bidding in our relationships where you should be yes. spending with your partner. And then I also think there's this piece of oversharing, right? Oversharing. I will always say, do not use social media as therapy, right? But we have seen that yes. where people have used they, they post their breakups and that increases opinions, right? Now you have more opinions in your private life. So I think the likes can create jealousy, um, the misinformation, the oversharing, um, I think the unrealistic mm. expectations, all of that is something that I see quite often. Wait, why do you feel like the opinions part, like that really stuck out to me in terms of even in the good, like, so even if you're in a happy relationship and is that still like, so let's say like you post a breakup and now you get all these extra opinions on your breakup. Is is the same thing true for when you guys are getting together or? Yeah, I think um, both, both. I think sometimes I see in couples, one's a little bit more private. You know, one person's on their phone a lot. One person is a little bit more quiet. One person wants to keep things private in their relationship. One person overshares a little bit more on mm. social media and that creates opinions, right? Like an uncle from the Dominican Republic now has said, you're getting married, you're so young. And that opinion now, and even if we are, we have the highest self-esteem and we kind of just scroll through that comment, now it's stored. That's how social media works, right? Mm. Mental health wise, we see mm. an ad, we see something, it's still quite stored. So I think it, it can create some misinformation, even in the healthiest relationship, if both people aren't on the same page. Mm-hmm. I feel like I am working through like an anxious attachment style for sure, which is not, uh, social media is not helpful yeah. for that. I mean, sometimes maybe it can be, but n- right now, no. Like I, down to like who viewed my story, if my crushes viewed my story that day, or if they liked my story, like those are, that's kind of like, used, I mean, I'm saying used yeah. to because I'm, I'm recovered now. <laughs> recovered, <laughs> recovered as in like a week, a week recovered. We should put a little asterisk <laughs> by the word recovered. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, like it would make me feel like, oh, that's attention or that's like signifying that they like me. That's effort. And but me and this guy were only talking and through the DMs. And that's all that happened. Like that's it. So what do you feel like as far as like those little things and how it relates to like attachment styles? Absolutely. I think part of attachment styles is can we self-soothe on our own Mm. without a partner mm. about going for reassurance on social media and our partner, mm. yep. right? So I usually mm. will tell a lot of my clients when we have an anxious attachment style, 
on, and it could be, you know, checking our messages, checking our comments. We have to figure out how to self-soothe without that reassurance, without going on social wow. media repeatedly, repeatedly and keep checking it. So can we do that and be uncomfortable without checking? Right. And that's something I use as techniques a lot. Wow. I am literally that person that's like, refresh, refresh, yes, refresh, yes. refresh, refresh <laughs> on my page. I check my DMs, but I've never thought a bit of it in terms of like, what am I doing to self-soothe? Mm-hmm. Like, and I, you know, I feel like for me, when I kind of follow the lead of whoever I'm dating, right? So like, if the person I'm dating is a little bit anxious about who I'm, what I'm doing on social media, then I start to get anxious about what they're doing on social media. Yes. Like I start to like reflect it in that way. But I'm not really, um, like, I don't really get bothered by it. I do start to get a little bit bothered personally when I see, um, like, somebody I'm dating will go leave comments on someone that we know or somebody that's, like, uh, somewhat... Like, there's comments. Yes, like, there's comments. Like, someone who's a little bit more accessible. Like, if you're leaving, I don't know, uh, uh, the, the Rock comments. I don't know why I picked The Rock, but we'll pick The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> if you're leaving the raw comments i mean he's beautiful and you're like god damn like and you're my man and you're in bed next to me i'm gonna be like when are we ever gonna meet the rock like i don't care but if you're leaving like you know flames on Mm -hmm. um i don't know uh someone's brother's page that we know it's a little too close for me and i wouldn't say that i'm insecure about it but i'd just be like you want to date him you want to fuck him what's up let me know (laughs) What's the, you tell me. Yeah, it you know? creates some overthinking, I think, in that piece. Or, you know, what about commenting on an ex, right? Like an ex's page. I always ask, my first question is, how is it benefiting you and your relationship right now by liking that picture? You know, what is it doing for your relationship? <laughs> and you'd be surprised. People are stunned and don't have an answer. Yeah, my jaw just yeah. dropped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, is it benefiting your relationship? You're a system now. It's systemically, you're in your couple. Um, you and your partner make decisions. So when you like that picture of your ex in a bikini or you send a hard eyes, how's it benefiting your relationship? Wow. That's also a good question for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like if you're liking somebody, like someone's photos or somebody, whatever, whatever, how is that benefiting you in any sort of way? Like what is that doing for yourself in terms of your relationship with mm-hmm. yourself? Yeah. It just, it feels like social media has become like another, obviously another way of like a dating app. And especially when you're friends, you have mutual friends with somebody too. And it's like, you don't want to blur the lines, but yet you you kind of like this is all you have yeah. is just social media. Like and it feels so I don't know. Curly wanted to ask, like, what is considered cheating? Do you think like those emojis and stuff, is that considered like cheating? Yeah, I think that's the hard part because I think there it's for me, it's like um yes or no, because I think the idea comes from what is healthy. I've seen couples where it doesn't bother them what their partner does on social media. They don't even check. Mm. They always still have rules within their relationship that says, don't ever check um, your partner's followers. And they stick to that, right? Oh, That's, wow. yeah. <laughs> I've, ne- I've never <laughs> That's done that hard. before. Um, what? Yeah, but if you, I think the idea is if you break a commitment, if you break a rule, if you break a boundary, that's the piece right there. You know, what, what's healthiness look like in your relationship? What's off limits? What are things that come in your past or your traumas um, that we really need to work through? And that's why a lot of people come to therapy is because Mm -hmm. there's been a broken commitment or a broken promise or a boundary um, was broken. Wow. But how do you not feel guilty for yourself? Like, how do you not feel guilty and insecure on your own set and like in your own when you're like, damn, why am I so bothered that this guy followed mm. him or this girl's following him? Or, you know, I think it's different when they follow back because then I'm like, hold up, you know? Oh, but, I have, I'm just getting so activated. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> like the rage. What, like, how do you not, like, how do, how do you not check? Yeah. Like, how do you not fall into that oh, trap no. of being like, just one little, one little peeky poo? Yeah, little... I think the hard part is to kind of maybe evaluate is social media contributing to my to me feeling insecure 
right? Is that's mm. really what I would kind of evaluate. Like, is social media making me feel insecure? Um, and if it mm. is, does it come from my past traumas? Does it come from my past mm. experience? You know, um, is there an actual threat? going on that's what i teach a lot of couples mm-hmm. is there an, is actual, there an actual threat, threat, threat right threat? now or do i feel a threat from my past wow but how oh wow <laughs> that's just so many i'm like where were you a few months ago <laughs> <laughs> Come <to> me, Curly. <laughs> well that's the thing too where i feel like a lot of people can acknowledge and i always talk about this too that a lot of people can actually acknowledge their trauma many can that's like step one almost yes. step two they can trace it back to what caused it but it's almost like we don't have the conversation of step three like so then what yes. like there's trauma somebody did something to you and that's why it happened but are you going to do something about it or are you going to keep letting it activate you and run your life yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's past traumas labeling it communicating it Right? especially with couples. I think these are really important things. It's going to be not, you don't have to agree with your partner always to try to understand them. Mm-hmm. We don't, you know? Mm-hmm. So if one person's past traumas are really triggered by the social media, you don't have to agree, but you have to be able to understand where they're coming from. And I always teach um, my clients something called the social media diet. And I can always mm-hmm. um, talk to you guys about it, but I do think and you guys can probably back me up on this. I do think there's some positive aspects of social media too. You know, I think um, uh, yeah, it can capture memories, right? I think it can help you connect to your partner's family. Maybe someone that's out of state or out of the country. You know, we can make bids. There's some good things that come from it too as well that I see. Mm-hmm. But I think what ends up happening is there's so much access in social media mm-hmm. that that access really overcomes and controls our relationships now. Wow. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Si tienes ciertas afecciones crónicas como enfermedad cardíaca, asma, diabetes, y tienes 19 años o más, 52. 36. 42. Puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20. Vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente. Una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar20. So, there's the whole thing of like... Oh, wait, no, this is the one that you were talking about, the uh, TikTok. Yeah, I, well, yeah. So on TikTok a lot, and I recently experienced something too on Hinge where um, it was just weird. And he was like, I'm just really into like compatibility versus chemistry. And it sounded like he didn't know what he was talking about, number one. Yeah, I don't know Um, what that means. Because it sounded like he was ripping it off of TikTok Mm. because that's like very popular right now on TikTok where it's like, you want to value compatibility over chemistry. So what what is your opinion on compatibility? Yeah, I wonder if he, compatibility, do you feel like he was talking about common interest? I 
I'm looking or like you said, you don't maybe he, he was it sounded like he copy and pasted something hot <laughs> curly because because yeah. he was it was he basically made a big stink about like I gave him my phone number and he I think I don't know if he was a catfish or something, but he didn't want to exchange phone numbers. I'm like, that's OK. I'm like, if you're not comfortable with that, he just wanted to stay on the app. Yes. And he we were back and forth sending voice messages like he would send me like five to seven voice messages that were like five minutes long each. And he was like, well, I really want to meet first and then exchange contact information. And I'm like, OK, well, then let's meet. And then he was really weird about like, yeah. I don't know. He's like, maybe if you're cool enough, I'll give you my number. Like just really, yeah. I don't know, interesting things. So when he said that, I was like, you don't know what you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> I, you know what's funny, uh, Maya, that you said that? Because I now remember what Carlitos and I talked about on vacation. We had talked about if it's better to not give your social media when you meet somebody on a dating app because oh, yeah. that's what we talked about, uh-huh. right? Yes. yes. And I yeah. don't yes. I don't do yeah. that. I don't because do that. when they say compatibility, it's because once they go on your social media, now they know your interests. Now they know your family. Now they get this... Um, they get this unrealistic expectation. She climbed Mount Everest um, three years ago. She probably does it all the time. And then there's nothing to talk about when we go on the actual date. So I was telling him, like, I don't recommend exchanging social media until you have connected. But I think there's this piece of compatibility, meaning do we have common beliefs? Do we have common values? Do we have common interests? Um, are we going to look at social media the same way? Do we look at family values the same way? That I really do think um, long-term really has a positive effect on couples more than chemistry. I agree. And we had all that. We were like talking about our morals immediately, like everything like that. And then what's crazy is when I told him, I was like, I'm not feeling this connection anymore. Like whatever, take care, bye. He's like, oh, I'll continue to support you on your future endeavors. I'm like, what? how do you know? <laughs> and I found him watching my stories later. I had never given him any of my social media, nothing. So I'm like, you make a big stink about me giving you my number. And then you crossed a boundary and found me and started your like, I don't want your support. I don't want to, I blocked Red him on everything, flag. basically. <laughs> Red yeah. Flag. Okay. Yes. Thank you. I yes. did the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, to your point, like about the being able to look at someone's social media and literally get all this information about an individual that kind of allows you to decide if you would like to move forward or not. Like, it's kind of unfair because it's not necessarily accurate of what that person is like in real life. I was watching this chat with uh, Esther Esther Perel, and she was talking about how. Back in the day, if you found out that your man was having an affair, you might have found out by like a phone number in his pocket, some lipstick on his collar, um, him smelling like perfume. But now you can find his phone and you can literally relive six months of the affair or however long it's been going on in the two minutes that you're sitting on the bed going through his stuff. And so you kind of, you know, like it's true, like just to your point, social media and the internet kind of opens up different doors that maybe we weren't prepared for. Yes. And I love her, by the way. She has come up with some communication for couples that be curious, not critical. So if, you know, you Mm. see them liking a, liking a picture, maybe that's inappropriate to not be critical, but be curious. Like, where did that come from? Why did you think it's a good time to like that photo right now while we've been together two years? (laughs) Because that decreases yeah. defensiveness, but she's she's big on the be curious, not critical part. Wow, I do that by yeah. the way, and I find that sometimes men men get very like, um, like I'm being like like I'm babying them. Like like what made you like where what was it in you that made yeah. you, you know, get so upset by that? Like what activated you so deeply? And you know, people are like. Oh. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to... I roll. Yeah. I guess... I want to give that guy a knuckle sandwich. Oh, my God. Don't. (laughs) Okay. So, like, one of my big things is, of course, as I always say that I talk to a lot of couples all the time, and I find that there's really no secret. I always ask, what's the secret to longevity? And I truly believe that the true answer is actually not a good answer at all. I think that the true, and this is my opinion, I could be completely wrong. I think it's a dedication, uh, a, almost a blind, sometimes toxic dedication to to the unit. Mm. 
where no matter what happens, they are like, it is. And so I'll meet couples who have been together for 45 years and you're like, what's the secret? And then you find out, well, he cheated on me one time, but we still got together. And then I'll talk to another couple who's like, they've been together for 30 years and they're like, well, she can be sometimes toxic, but here I am. And I'm like, because me, if you're toxic, you give me one red flag, I'm out. Mm -hmm. I don't care if we're three months in, three years in, whatever, like I'm out. So my question is, how do you know when you're with somebody when it's worth doing the work together in hopes that somehow you'll, you know, get to the other side of it and be happy as a unit versus like, we're just not compatible and that's also okay. Yes. Yeah, I think that's a good question. I think it's a spectrum. You know, um, you get people that their longevity is based on faith and forgiveness, a lot of faith and forgiveness. A lot of times Mm. what you see is one person stopped trying. One person has kind of stopped mm. trying. Like kind of like what you said, that dedication to keep trying, that dedication dedication to see your partner as their own individual, that they make up their own mind. You know, mm. I've seen liberals and conservatives live long lives together because they can look at their partner and say, I'm glad they have their own views versus wow. I think they should have my mm. view. It really is mm. a lot of self-work that I think makes up that dedication to be a good partner. And it's kind of like you are choosing, you have to choose who, choose to work on it and choose to stay in it. I feel like my parents have been married for, I think it's 33 years. And I've seen that, I've seen them kind of like choose to stay Mm -hmm. and choose to work through this thing. And I think the biggest thing is that they let themselves be themselves. Like they're not into, my mom, my dad is super into the crown in Downton Abbey and like he he makes he's an artist also, so he makes a lot of art in that way. And my mom is like not into the Regency era at all, but she lets him like do his little thing and then vice versa. And I feel like it's it's like a choice. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do you feel like it's it's based on that choice when we're ready or Yes. I agree yeah, like with ready you. in our yeah. lives. Yeah, we we choose our partners. We don't choose our families, right? We don't choose. We It's an actual choice that we're making. And it's a daily choice to stay in it, to try hard, to go to therapy. It's These are choices that we make every day to, you know, love our partner, to forgive them, you know, through thick and thin. So I think sometimes um, when there's so many red flags, we have to sometimes make a choice to walk away. So yes, I agree with you. How do you know? How do you know? How, if many, how many red flags? <laughs> <Wait, wait. laughs> <laughs> and like, are they like a deep red or are they like kind of light pink? Okay. Or? Yeah. yeah. So I sometimes will say to someone, because sometimes, you know, I can't answer um, a lot of these questions for a lot of my clients, but sometimes I'll say, what would you tell your best friend if she gave you that? And so like the guy you said, Maya, I would tell wow. my best friend too many red flags. literally what i told her too when i saw the first message come in i was like that's very sweet but i'm it's raising a little yeah you said girl that's too much you said girl and when i hear from any one of my homegirls or my homies like girl that's too much i'm like that's a good best friend (laughs) yeah yeah yes well i feel like he was giving her like pageant answers i feel like he was like which i've i've seen before where like men will kind of give you like well how do you feel about raising children I believe that the children of the world should blah, 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 blah. Thank you. And I'm like, that's not, that's not a good answer. Yeah. And you did, he did warn me about that beforehand of like, oh, this is kind of what it's sounding like. I'm like, oh, maybe. And, you know, this guy was like, yeah, I'm very communicative. I like to communicate my feelings. And when it came down to actually communicating your feelings, like sending me a five minute voice note of like, uh, 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 like you can't say yeah, it. Yeah. So no. Communication is a big part so of no. that. You want someone that is a good communicator, even through um, awkward moments, like, you know, social media and these that can communicate through it. it. It's hard to like, I mean, you want to confide in your friends also, but then you also want to have your own past. Yeah. And be like, what feels good to me? And I feel like a lot of the times I will ask everybody, like, advice for like, what do you think about this? Because I feel naive in that because I haven't had like many relationships. You know, um, one of the best advice I've ever gotten, and it's kind of mean, but I think there's some truth in it is 
you don't want to take advice from someone you wouldn't switch lives with right now. And that doesn't mean Mm. anything bad, but that means that maybe they're not the best place to give you. You don't want to take advice from somebody that's maybe, you know, fighting with their significant other because they're going to tell you, leave him. So it's kind of always stayed with Mm. me. A therapist had told me that and it's something that's kind of stayed with me. That is really good. So you mentioned earlier about the social media diet. What is that? Yeah, so a lot of therapists practice this. It's not something I invented um, on my own. But the social media diet, I think for couples and individuals, you can do it on your own. But I think it has to be, can you step away from social media and give more to your relationship? So some things I'll Mm. tell my couples is maybe move the Instagram or TikTok into one of your folders. So it's not as, Mm. you know, accessible or turn the notifications off, you know, um, maybe make bids for your relationship instead of going on social media and be uncomfortable, not checking social media, um, go back into your community. You know, community is a big thing. Our family, our friends, our actual community. I always tell my clients, like part of being in a community is giving back. And I wouldn't tell anybody or any of my clients to do it unless I do it. So I went to a sandwich store last year, and I'll always remember this. And there was a mom and their son behind me, and I was going to offer to buy them their sandwich. I was like, that'll be, you know, a nice gesture. So I told her, like, can I buy your guys' sandwiches? They had two small ones. And she goes, no, that's weird. So there's part of rejection that comes with, you know, (laughs) getting back to your community. She goes, no, that's weird. I was like, okay, yeah, no problem. And then this guy sticks his head out (laughs) behind her. He's like, you can buy my sandwich. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, you know, why not? He had 14 sandwiches. He was like, he was a blue collar worker. He was, he had said, you know, there was a big injury at work the day before. So he was buying his whole crew, like all their sandwiches. And I was like, yeah, I ended up buying it. But it was like, the the moral of it was him and I like connected, <laughs> you know, um, he obviously wanted to share his story of what was going on with his crew, his workers. I would not recommend buying 14 sandwiches for someone, but giving back. <laughs> you're like, no, actually, you're like, no, the yeah, limit yeah. was 13 for I me. I saw little sandwich. That's why I was willing to offer the people behind me. But yeah, we connected. I heard his story. You know, I was, it, it was just, I left feeling good. So giving back to your community, doing these good deeds um, and stepping away from social media, going to the park, people watching, doing it with your partner. I think all of that is part of the social media diet and, it really honors the space that like our, my partner was spending time with me versus being distracted. So I really like having my couples do that outside of therapy together. Oh my God. I, that story, by the way, is so (laughs) that's weird. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. What, um, what do you feel that you can tell? Like some besides like the moving of the, uh, apps into different folders because that's a really good one like what's another quick tip that you can tell couples like right away that they can practice right now when they're listening to this at home turn those notifications off on all your social media apps and be uncomfortable for a day be uncomfortable not checking and you know tell yourself maybe ask yourself what should i be enjoying in this moment every time our brain goes to wanting to check the app tell yourself what can i be enjoying in this moment and keep practicing wow. that. That's so good. What can I be enjoying in this mm-hmm. moment? That's so amazing. What are some ways that we can stay positive while dating? Yes, it's hard, you know, of that. I think part of that is the social media diet. I think part of it is also really taking a lot of things that we see on TikTok, like the red flags and things as a grain of salt. I always say we want to take in things that we will apply and let go of those things that don't apply to our life, right? So if you see five red flags that you see a TikTok teaching us, you take in one or two that applies to your life um, and leave the three or four and learn to be okay with that. Mm. It's not a one fit Mm. all in these type of things that we see on Hinge and TikTok, Instagram. Amazing. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! 
But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica, la cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. Welcome to the treehouse advice portion of the podcast where we are just sitting in a cute little treehouse with like some pillows and candles. Maybe not candles because we don't want to burn down the treehouse. Again. However, but they're they're battery operated tea lights. Yes. Um, and I asked on my social media what kind of questions that they had for you today doctor and they had a lot of them they had a lot of questions so we're just going to answer some of these questions they're really good um the first question is when is it okay to give someone who betrayed you a second chance there's no timeline on that you know healing is something we have to do because think of like if we create a narrative in our brain and we have a villain in it, we are always in that partner that betrayed us or hurt us. We are only going to pick up evidence to support that villain or that narrative. We're going to be angry. We're going to be resentful. So I always say there's no timeline on that healing. We really have to change our narrative, our life to be able to let go of that anger, resentment, and do a lot of self growth to work through that betrayal and let somebody back in. So I would let go of timeline. I would really assess where I'm at to let that person back in. Mm. that's good because there's a lot of people who give opinions about that (laughs) yeah i feel like resentment is such a real thing that kind of never leaves a lot of couples like something that happened to you 20 years ago in the relationship you'll feel the echoes of it even now that is because we create this narrative and we have a villain in that narrative our ex that betrayed us and think about if you always have that you have anger and resentment every time you go into a new new relationship You have to really change that narrative. You have to be able to say, you know, that person wasn't the best person for me or the right fit. And if you change that narrative and not villainize somebody, you're going to go into your next relationship not carrying that anger and Mm -hmm. resentment towards them. That's powerful. Next question. How to get away from little arguments throughout the day with your partner? So there's something, I think it's Esther Perla that says this too. She has something called the stack of dishes that she talks about. She says that if you nitpick at everything, it's a stack of dishes and you can't wash dishes that stack. You have to really wash things one at a time. So you need to master the art of practicing one dish at a time. So if I'm going to nitpick at something, I'm going to nitpick at one thing at a time and learn to do that. Because if I nitpick at everything, my partner is going to now defend what he did two weeks ago or, you know, the five Mm. things that we did. But if you do the one dish at a time method, 
nitpick mm-hmm. out one thing at a time and say, I'm going to do one dish, put it away and leave it at that and practice that practice on your own. Mm-hmm. That's really going to help communication and it pulls you away from nitpicking at everything. So it's kind of a little bit of fun technique to try. Or you just put everything in the yes, dishwasher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I do yeah. like that's that's really interesting too because I do think like I I'm a Virgo and I also been di- diagnosed with like a level of OCD. So there's certain things that I will notice right away, right? Yeah. Like shoes in the hallway or actual dishes in the sink or and I feel like the only way that I can get past it is to communicate it. But I worry that it's going to be like too much that it is a thing where I'm like and then it gets to the point where I've been through this too where I'm like do you even like me bro like do you like me because at this point there's been 75 things that you've pointed out and it's sounding like I wonder if that comes from like our need of justice like I feel like we have this like internal need of justice like it's what we think is right or wrong and right so when we're like scanning and saying um you know they did that wrong they shouldn't wear their wow. socks. It comes from our own internal need Girl. of justice. It's wow. what we think is right wow. or wrong. And we shouldn't <laughs> respond off of that. You know, we, we, uh, sometimes I'll tell couples, do you want to be right? Or did you want to be married? You know, Ooh. we have to Ooh. sometimes yes. tell ourselves, am I, am I responding? Or am I about to say something based off of my need of justice? And if your answer is yes, halt. That's like the fourth time my jaw has dropped to the I'm ground. Right I now. mean, that, I'm like, I, you're psychic. I feel like you're psychic also. <laughs> um, last question. Can long-term couples who separate due to wanting to pursue self-growth come back? I want to hear your guys' opinion on this too, but I would tell that person, I wonder if you can do that while still connecting to your partner. Right. I, that's what I always think is like, I, I think maybe I've seen it in movies mm-hmm. or something where it's like, I just need to go work on myself. Like I just need and it feels a little bit of like an avoidant kind of like attachment thing where they have to like take away their energy yeah. and come back to themselves. And where it's like you can have that. Like and I, I see that through my parents where like they have their own sectors of the house and they let themselves like calm down and come back to themselves and work on themselves and everything versus like we need we yeah. need a break and breaks are fine i feel like but i i do agree that do you think it like creates more intimacy yes. when you do work through yes. those like i think it's harder to growth moments stay connected and work on yourself but i think it, the reward is so much more beneficial that way you know, going to couples mm. therapy and doing your own individual work. I've seen the most incredible growth that way, where you stay connected and still do the work in your relationship, but also very separately self-soothe, you know, have your independence. Mm. Um, that pulls you away from that anxious attachment we were talking about earlier. So it's funny because I was just talking to a person in my family who dated a wonderful person in their youth. And then they got older. They're now in their like early fifties and they married that person again. They had a long time of separation and it was one of, one of my tias. And my tia was like, he's very much still the same person he was in his twenties, you know? And then it goes back to what I was saying about my mom, about my mom being like, men just don't change. The man that you marry is the man that's going to show up. You know, so I do wonder, and I really like what you said, Dr. Nicole, like that it's not one size fits Mm -hmm. all. Like maybe there are some people who change and will come back Mm -hmm. and yes, that space and the work that they did will bring you together. And then there are other people who will get together and maybe there's still that 26 year old that never grew up. Yeah. Those are such good questions. Wait, one last, can I ask one last question? How do I know yeah. I'm the toxic one? You are not, because you're my friend. And there you have it, y'all. And there you have it, y'all. Well, thank you so much, Dr. H. It really is so amazing to know you, to have you here on the show with us. And we definitely have to have you come back. Yeah, Because um, everything that you said was like so much fun and so good. How can people keep up with you and your work? Yes. Where can people find you? Yeah, um, I will give you guys my website if anybody wants any type of individual couples or family therapy. And then, you know, my newest ventures, I'm working as a clinical professor at Daybreak University in Anaheim, teaching individuals that want to get their 
a master's or PhD in marriage and family therapy, kind of what I started. And now I'm getting to like teach the courses, which is amazing. So if anyone's also interested in that, they can always contact me for information. Amazing. Yeah. And just, is there a social media handle that people can find yes, you Yes, it's under Dr. Hydriasil. Amazing. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Super Secret Bestie Club podcast. Thank you to our fabulous guest who made us realize a lot about ourselves and yes. realize that we're actually not the toxic ones. <laughs> it's everybody else. Anyway, <laughs> um, Curly, how can people find you on social media? You can find me on social media at the Curly V Show on Instagram and TikTok. And that's V as in very not toxic. What about, what about you, Maya? You can find me at Maya in the moment, M-A-Y-A in the moment everywhere where you should have a social media diet from. Yeah. Before <laughs> you go on your diet, make sure you like contribute to our um, social media in some way. It'll make you feel better. It'll make us feel better. <laughs> yeah. Before you go on your diet, make sure you go show these accounts and Dr. H some love. Yes. And- yes. And don't forget to hit us up on our social media to let us know what you want to listen to in another episode of the Super Secret Bestie Club podcast. And that's that's it. That's it. Yay! Yay! That was so much fun. You were so oh, fun. That was such so a good, good time. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Make sure to hit that subscribe button to hear more episodes every single week. The Super Secret Bestie Club podcast is a production of Sonoro in partnership with iHeartRadio's Michael Tura Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion Lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Voy a ponerme la vacuna Prevnar 20 porque estoy en riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica, la cual pudiera llevarme al hospital. Así que preguntaré sobre Prevnar 20. 65 años o más, puedes estar en mayor riesgo de contraer la neumonía neumocósica. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico acerca de vacunarte con Prevnar 20, vacuna conjugada antineumocósica 20 valente, una vacuna de Pfizer que puede ayudar a proteger contra la neumonía neumocósica con una sola dosis. Prevnar 20 está aprobada para adultos para ayudar a prevenir infecciones contra 20 cepas de la bacteria que causa la neumonía neumocósica. La aprobación continua puede depender de un estudio de apoyo. No uses Prevnar 20 si has tenido una reacción alérgica grave a la vacuna o a sus componentes. Adultos con sistemas inmunitarios debilitados pueden tener una respuesta reducida a la vacuna. El efecto secundario más reportado fue dolor en el área de la inyección. Para más efectos secundarios comunes e información completa de prescripción, llama al 1-855-213-2138 o visita Prevnar20 en español.com. Pregunta a tu médico o farmacéutico sobre Prevnar 20. When something happens to your car, you might say, No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, State Farm is there to help you file your claim right on the State Farm mobile app. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.